Good morning, Orlando. It is Wednesday morning at 6 o'clock. We're glad you've joined us for our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning Hurricane Irma remains a dangerous threat to the Sunshine State, and Governor Rick Scott suspends tolls statewide. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. They're calling it Irmageddon, and right now in the Caribbean, the handle fits. But some hopeful signs perhaps for us. Stay tuned on Good Morning Orlando. Good Wednesday morning at 6.01 on News Radio 1025. Forecasters at the National Hurricane Center continue to call Category 5 Hurricane Irma a quote, potentially catastrophic. Early this morning, the eye of the hurricane was passing over the Caribbean island of Barbuda with maximum sustained winds of 185 miles an hour and higher gusts. Irma was moving west-northwest at 15 miles an hour. It remains too early to know for sure whether Irma will make landfall in the U.S. However, uh, the forecasters say the chances continue to increase that the Florida Keys especially and portions of the Florida Peninsula will sustain direct impacts from wind, storm surge, and rainfall later this week and this weekend. Deb, you and I will be all over the story from all angles, Central Florida, South Florida, Keys, Caribbean. In a moment, we're going to bring on our AccuWeather meteorologist with the very latest look at Irma and where this great storm is headed. It's coming right up in about 10 minutes. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. And to give you an idea of just how powerful uh, forecasters are saying Hurricane Irma is and how uh, seriously state officials are taking this, they're not even opening shelters in the Florida Keys. Because they say Irma's just too strong. They don't want to create a magnet for anybody to stay. Exactly. They want everybody to get out. Mm -hmm. Tourists out first and residents out later, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. In the meantime, the National Hurricane Center says a second storm is brewing behind Hurricane Irma. Don't want to scare anybody. It's just we're in the middle of the hurricane season. It's something to be aware of. Forecasters say Irma is being followed by a second storm, Tropical Storm Jose. The National Hurricane Center said Tuesday that Jose could become a Category 2 hurricane as it approaches the Caribbean islands at the end of the week. The center said residents in the Caribbean should monitor the track of Jose. Also have Tropical Depression number 13. If that uh, gets a name, it's in the Gulf. It would be called Katia. Governor Rick Scott is suspending tolling throughout the Sunshine State in preparation for Hurricane Irma. The governor directed the state's transportation department to make the change to free up highway space on major roadways like Florida's Turnpike as evacuations are called for in coastal southern Florida. Scott said the suspension will run indefinitely for the duration of the storm. Back here locally, local governments are offering help for homeowners ahead of Hurricane Irma. Sandbags are available throughout central Florida, including in Orlando, and they'll be available tomorrow and Friday on Woods Ave. Seminole County is offering sandbags in Sanford starting today, while Brevard County has sandbags available at four locations and Lake County at five. Orange County hasn't announced plans yet to give away sandbags. The House is expected to vote today on nearly $8 billion in aid for victims of Hurricane Harvey. Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy of California plans to bring the aid package to the floor. The money is a down payment on federal aid that's anticipated to total $110 billion or more. President Trump is pressing Congress for what he calls very rapid action on aid for southeast Texas. But some conservative Republicans have tried to slow recent aid spending unless it's coupled with spending cuts in federal programs. And finally, Jimmy Fallon is announcing that The Tonight Show will be donating $1 million 
to the Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Fallon says in the wake of this tragedy, the world saw some good. Neighbors helping neighbors, strangers helping strangers, so many heroes, people like Mattress Mac, who opened up his stores and showrooms for those who needed shelter, a group of people who formed a human chain to save a man from a flooded SUV. In the opening monologue of the NBC show last night, the host said the money will go to NFL star J.J. Watt's relief fundraiser. That has raised more than $20 million so far. Fallon also took the time to introduce Victoria White, Marquis Taylor, and their gospel choir from Houston, and they sang a rendition of Lean on Me with the Roots. Nice. Yeah, it really was. Powerful. Hard, hard to believe as we're getting ready for Irma that it wasn't more than three, four weeks ago that Southeast Texas was hit with 20 trillion gallons of rainwater. Yeah, it really is extraordinary to think, and we're four days from the statistical peak of the hurricane season, and what's going on right now is certainly evidence of that. I'll tell you one thing. We hope and pray that heroes are not needed here in Florida. Oh, but if absolutely. they are, they will come out of the woodwork. We have great people here in the Sunshine State. Yes, we do, who even took time to go to Texas and help with rescues and, and uh, other things that were needed there. Absolutely. WFLA News Time at 6.06. And you can get the latest on Irma with our Operation Stormwatch page at 1025wfla.com. A treasure trove of information, things like what to do if you lose your family after the storm and you can't get in contact with them. A lot of great advice. Mm-hmm. And again, you can get it at 1025wfla.com right there on our homepage. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. I got to tell you, I salute folks in Central Florida, although I think we've all been scared into doing it. I think people are really getting proactive early in getting out there with their hurricane preparation plans and whatever. And, um, I mean, it's created some chaos in some home improvement stores and some supermarkets, Deb, of course. But I'd rather have people be proactive this far out. I think Harvey scared everybody, and the numbers on Irma have scared everybody a second time. I think that, you know, the combination of the destruction caused by Harvey as well as the the record-breaking storm that is Irma has just, you know, Caused a lot of people to pay a lot better of attention. We've got a lot of new people in Florida yeah, we do. since our last major storm. A thousand people move here every day that may not have experience with hurricanes. And this is one lesson we do not want to have to learn. Right. Oh, if you're newbies or if you're Florida veterans, we're here for you on WFLA with storm coverage. And if we have to go with wall to wall coverage, as we have a few times in recent years, as you know, we will be ready to do it. Now, we're not trying to panic anybody, but we are going to keep you up to date with everything that is going on from a host of angles. And, of course, we'll be taking your phone calls. A little later, I'd like to know whether or not you plan to stay or whether this storm has scared you sufficiently in the wake of Harvey that you are literally going to drive out of the state. Um, In a moment, one of our top flight AccuWeather meteorologists analyzing the 5 a.m. advisory from the National Hurricane Center. And I'm very, very interested in what we'll find out. I'm not an expert, but I'm seeing some subtle shifts that give me hope for Central Florida. Maybe even a little for South Florida. 
We'll find out about all of this. That's where we begin in a moment. Yaffe at the controls, Bryce screening calls, 407-916-5400 if you've got something to say, storm-related, and our text line, 23680. Good morning, Orlando, for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. An AccuWeather meteorologist from our team joining me live to talk about Irma. They're calling it Ermageddon in the Atlantic Basin and the Caribbean. It is all of that this morning. Stay tuned. That in Orlando's news, weather and traffic for you in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Much to share with you on um, the great storm, Hurricane Irma, but let's begin with the experts. Let's bring in AccuWeather meteorologist Steve Travis. Good to have you with us on Good Morning Orlando. Thanks for making time for us this morning, Steve. Well, thanks for having me, bud. How are you today? I'm doing all right so far, but the folks clearly on the eastern end of the Caribbean are not. Give us the latest on Irma, if you will. Sure thing. Yeah, Irma still has sustained winds of 185 miles per hour this morning, Category 5 hurricane. And now it has started to move over some of the islands of the Northeast uh, Caribbean. Earlier this morning, it moved over the island of Barbuda and had... Uh, wind gusts measured of 154 miles per hour, and now it's uh, about to move uh, right over St. Martin and uh, Anguilla as well. So it's going to bring some very uh, destructive, I mean, these winds are just absolutely destructive to these islands. Uh, you know, some of these islands are pretty low-lying as well, going anywhere from, uh, you know, right at sea level to only 28 feet above sea level. Right. Uh, on a few of these islands. And when you get winds, you know, of this magnitude, it means utter destruction. I mean, even, even the trees will be totally wiped out on these islands uh, today. And, you know, really what's going to happen with Irma over the next, you know, say even just the next 24 hours, are that it's going to still move through the Northeast Caribbean and uh, looks most likely like it will pass uh, just north. So uh, not too far to the north, but just north of Puerto Rico. Uh, as we go through the next 24 hours or so. so it'll yeah, we have uh, several million American citizens there, of course, in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Folks, in exactly one hour, I'll be talking live with a woman who lives in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and um, we'll give you a handle on what it is like there and what they are anticipating. After Puerto Rico, this thing stays, I think, north of Hispaniola and Haiti, Cuba. What about the Bahamas? What about South Florida? What about us in Central Florida, Steve? Yeah, it's, it's going to move. Uh, the direct hits that it's going to take, you know, as you mentioned, moving north of Puerto Rico, north of uh, Hispaniola, the next direct hit that it will take is on the southern uh, Bahamas. So it's going to move through uh, through the Turks and Caicos and the, the southern Bahamas where there have been mandatory evacuations. And then the most likely track of Irma, although it does become you know, more uncertain as it gets toward Florida, most likely staying north of Cuba uh, and making landfall in Florida – uh, anywhere between the Keys, Miami, and the eastern coast of Florida. Now, there has been a shift in the modeling this uh, this morning. Yeah, this is what I said east. when we came on the air. I'm not the expert. You are. <laughs> it looked to me like the models were moving this thing um, a, a little bit to the east, that it does kind of an elbow-like turn when it approaches the Florida Keys, but that maybe if that trend were to continue, we might kind of get off the hook here. Am I overly optimistic? Well, uh, that's one scenario. I mean, that could happen. Uh, now, the modeling does tend to go back and forth day to day. I mean, we see this a lot with a lot of storms. Uh, so this isn't too unusual. And, you know, anywhere from the Keys to Miami to, uh, you know, even the east coast of Florida, all the way along the east coast of Florida still needs to be on high alert for this storm. There is, you know, a chance that it stays 
east of Florida altogether. Really? That's but back on the table now. That, that was almost that, off the table yesterday. It's on the table, but I think that that's unlikely. I think that a complete miss to the east you know, is quite unlikely. Uh, but it's still a possibility. I think the most likely scenario uh, is that it makes landfall in southeastern Florida, um, you know, around Miami. The keys are still on the table, though, you know, and, and certainly evacuations there are, are a good thing because, right. you know, if it were to go into the keys, you're stuck there, basically. Uh, now, so, let, let, let's talk in the very short amount of time we have left. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing charts that indicate the heart of this storm will be somewhere around Lake Okeechobee in the middle of the South Florida Peninsula by Monday morning as a Cat 3 at 120 miles an hour. Correct me if I'm wrong and tell me if that path were to hold, what kind of weather we'd experience in the Orlando area and when? Oh, we would be seeing, so you were right with the Monday. Yeah, that would be, you know, the most likely if it were in central Florida, that would be uh, during the day on Monday. And what you could expect in Florida, this is, you know, if it made a landfall, say, uh, you know, right around Miami and moved right over Lake Okeechobee uh, on Monday. In Orlando, we would be expecting winds uh, most likely of a, a Category 1, Category 2 hurricane or so, uh, you know, right across central Florida. Uh, so that would be you know, anywhere winds around 100 miles per hour or so and gusts of 120 miles per hour. Uh, for for central Florida, I would say that is the worst-case scenario, you know, uh, if Irma was to happen to go right up the middle of Florida. Uh I think it, it's less likely that it goes right through the middle of Florida, but that's still a possibility. And we would see the worst conditions uh, on Monday. We'd probably start mm-hmm. to feel some effects you know, as early as Saturday night or Sunday, uh, but I think that the worst would be on Monday. Meteorologist Steve Travis uh, with our AccuWeather team, thank you so much for coming on. There'll be an 8 o'clock advisory. Um, I, I hope you'll give it a look and uh, come back on with us uh, just after the 8 o'clock news this morning on Good Morning Orlando. We'll all look forward to it if you can do that. Yeah, I will have the latest update then. We'll look for you then. Thank you, Steve, so much. You're welcome. There you go. That's the latest. More to come on Irma, 407-916-5400. Based on what you've heard, are you going to ride it out or are you going to get out? 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. We're not going anywhere (laughs) in this job. You know where we will be in a worst-case scenario right here for you. One media outlet in the U.K. is dubbed it Armageddon. And, boy, when you take a look at this storm, I've never seen anything like it on satellite. When it looks back at you with all of those colors and in the middle of it is this stark, staring black eye the eye of this great storm. I saw a picture on um, the Weather Channel's Jim Cantore's Twitter account, Yaffe, and I showed it to you. Isn't it the most amazing look down through the eye of this storm to a small Caribbean island as clear as a bell, not a cloud in the sky? Right. The eye is just so big and so defined. That Yeah, that can happen, and it, it did happen. Amazing picture. It really is of um, St. Bartholomew. Now the uh, eye wall is right around Anguilla and St. Martin. Guess what? President Trump has a really nice property in St. Martin. He's been trying to unload. I have an idea the, the price point might take a hit. <laughs> yeah, the values might go down. When, when all of this is yeah. over, um, you look at the uh, charts and you look at the, 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 the models, that kind of spaghetti, you know, when they all kind of fan out, you know, when you look too far into the future for the computers to all agree. And there's no question about it. The latest thinking in the 5 a.m. advisory gave us all at least some hope 
a little bit. I think it gave us some hope. Yeah. I'm, I don't know to quantify it. A little bit. I don't know. Moderate amount. I mean, you can define what it is for you. But when you look at these, what when you look at these these models here, they are all, almost all, shifting to the east here. There's no question that there's still some of the models taking this up the central to eastern part of the Florida Peninsula from down around Miami all the way up into central Florida. But there are other models that are showing this thing coming into south Florida, maybe hitting Miami, maybe a glancing blow, but then kind of moving out over the open waters to the point where some meteorologists are saying, you folks in the Carolinas and Georgia need to get ready. So there's still a lot of unknowns at this point, Yaffe, but we didn't have much hopeful news when we when we turned in last night on this storm. And if you're looking for something that's just a ray of hope, we're not off the hook. These latest charts at 5 a.m. certainly seem to provide that. Now, we'll see what the 8 o'clock advisory for the National Hurricane Center says. And, of course, we're going to bring back our meteorologist, Steve Travis from AccuWeather with full analysis here just after the 8 o'clock news. It has been amazing to see these models go back and forth. Uh, The one that's still keeping it more to the west, where, like you said, it would kind of hit Miami and the east coast, that's the European model. That's pretty good. But that's the really, yeah, that's the really accurate one. It was really accurate for uh, Harvey. But even that one has moved to the east a bunch in the past day. So that's a hopeful sign. Well, you're doing a good job getting out in front of this thing. And if you aren't, you still got time. And that's the good news. We'll talk about storm preparations all around Central Florida. Some things you need to know next half hour. Deb will update all things related to Hurricane Irma, remaining an extremely dangerous threat to the Sunshine State. And Governor Rick Scott urging residents to prepare. Deborah Roberts updating us on all things related to Hurricane Irma. And there's no question that in one fashion or another, it appears Florida is going to have to deal with this great storm, right? Yeah, that's true, bud. And it is looking increasingly likely that Hurricane Irma will take some kind of a swipe at Florida. The National Hurricane Center's forecast model shows the center of the Category 5 storm over the Florida Keys by Sunday. The eye of the storm passed over the Caribbean island of Barbuda early this morning, bringing along with it winds of 185 miles per hour. Irma is expected to maintain its strength for the next few days. Forecasters say Irma is likely to lash the Virgin Islands today and will likely pass near or just north of Puerto Rico by tonight. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Florida Governor Rick Scott says they've activated everything everywhere because all we know is Irma is going to impact the state somewhere. We are preparing for Irma to directly impact our state And while it was still too early to tell exactly where the storm will hit, it is incredibly important that all Floridians keep a close eye on this incredibly dangerous storm. Scott warned that Irma could bring life-threatening storm surges, wind and rain. Scott also announced that President Trump has approved a pre-landfall emergency declaration freeing up federal funding to prepare for the Category 5 storm's arrival. Scott has already activated 100 National Guard members and is ordering nearly 7,000 more to report for duty Friday morning. Hurricane Harvey caused gas prices to jump nearly 40 cents over the past week to a statewide average of 2.66 a gallon. Now, where Hurricane Irma is on a track that may bring it to Florida, and Patrick DeHaan at GasBuddy.com says people filling their cars and their generators could push prices even higher. It's difficult to tell now. I don't see, at least right now, any any reason for uh, for panic at the pump. Uh, but again, if, if motorists are running out to fill up or if there's evacuations, we could be very touch and go on supply. 
The only good news, close to half of the Gulf Coast refineries shut down for Harvey are back online. In the meantime, U.S. Senator Bill Nelson is asking the head of the Federal Trade Commission to watch for price gouging at the pumps in Florida. The Florida Democrat wrote to acting FTC Chairman Maureen Olhausen asking her to closely monitor retail gasoline pricing in the coming weeks. Nelson said it's essential that first responders and evacuees are able to, quote, access gasoline and other refined petroleum products free from price distortions caused by anti-competitive practices, end quote. He urges swift action against retailers who try to use the tragedy to rip off consumers. Attorney General Pam Bondi has activated her price gouging hotline. If you do see price gouging at the gas station, you're encouraged to call 1-866-9-NO-SCAM. You can get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com with our Operation Stormwatch page. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now with Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report. Indeed. Thank you, Deb. And let's bring her in from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. Gina, good morning to you. Bud, good morning. Um, Analyze this for us. It looks like there are a number of factors. Perhaps Irma is one Mm -hmm. weighing heavily on investors and dragging down stock prices. What do you know? Well, we have U.S. stock futures this morning steadying as bonds rally. Those are seen as safe haven investments. Investors are watching Hurricane Irma very closely. They're also keeping their eye on North Korea and Washington, D.C. as the U.S. debt ceiling looms. And all of those things yesterday hit Wall Street. The Dow fell 234 points to 21,753. The S&P was down 8 tenths percent or 19 points to 2458. And the Nasdaq was down 60 to 63 We had the Bloomberg Orlando index down about three quarters of one percent. Those losses roughly in line with what we saw in the broader market. And Disney is um, taking a good look at Irma and making some adjustments. What can you tell us, Gina? Yeah, the Disney Cruise Line says some routes are being modified. Others are canceled due to the hurricane. Guests will get compensation according to their circumstances. Walt Disney World says it's monitoring Irma's path and that its hurricane policy also allows for cancellations and changes. Of course, you have a lot of different kinds of theme parks there in the Orlando area. Absolutely. We are Mecca for theme parks. And um, it'll be very interesting to see how this goes. But even everybody is, uh, you know, still open. And uh, it, it's kind of a waiting game here yeah. in Central Florida right now. Mm-hmm. That has to do with schools. We don't have school closings here. They have them in South Florida. Um, and all of this is uh, still something that we need to watch closely. The orange crop you talked about here, still a huge player, citrus in Florida, not what it once was years ago. But uh, you've got an update on that situation. Yeah, the orange juice prices jumped as Hurricane Irma intensified to that Category 5. We saw the futures for November delivery up 6.2% to $1.45 a pound. That's the highest closing price since May. The Florida orange trees currently have golf ball-sized fruit hanging from their branches, softball-sized on the grapefruit trees. They could easily be knocked to the ground in a violent storm, according to Joel Widener, who's the co-founder of the Commodity Weather Group based in Bethesda, Maryland. Now, the last time major hurricanes hit state groves was 2004 and 2005. Output was curbed in subsequent seasons. That's according to Thomas Spreen. He works as a consultant with the Florida Department of Citrus. Now, if Irma does make landfall along uh, Florida's coast, exactly where that occurs will determine its impact, of course, on the citrus industry. And kind of points to what you were just saying about the schools already being closed down south, right. but not where you are. No, Still exactly. keeping an eye on the path. And apparently, Bloomberg has their eyes on 
some other commodities and stocks that are seeing some movement due to Irma, Gina? Yeah, futures for natural gas are plunging as cooler temperatures are set to spread across parts of the country in the coming days, and Hurricane Irma threatens to wipe out power service and thus demand. And this comes despite record et- exports. There is a supply glut in natural gas that persists. We have orange, as we mentioned, cotton futures surging on potential crop damage there. Lumber prices are going the other way. They're jumping on expected demand for reconstruction. Mention the cruise lines. Shares in those are down. Insurance stocks are lower. Barclays Bud estimates insured losses in a worst-case scenario from Irma could be $130 billion. Good Lord, and on the heels of Harvey, that would be just unimaginable. But that's not at all a sure thing. There are still all kinds of possibilities with this storm, as we've been reporting. Gina, thank you so much. We'll look forward to your next Bloomberg Business Report tomorrow morning. All right, take care. Thank you, and we will. And um, we are in a moment. Now, in advance of Irma, and we don't know what kind of a factor it's going to be here, I have some information you want to hear about how official Florida is preparing. There are some schedule changes already in various events even some cancellations I will share with you. And a little bit more on what Deb uh, mentioned earlier here. If you want to get sandbags, you got a low-lying area, high-water situation, um, uh, I, I will tell you where the sandbags are available in uh, Central Florida in a more specific way in just a moment. We're keeping our eyes on Irma here, and we have an update coming uh, after the 8 o'clock advisory with one of our AccuWeather meteorologists that uh, just after 7 o'clock we're going live to San Juan, Puerto Rico. We have a resident there who will be talking to us about the uh, approach of the great storm, Irma. 407-916-5400, if you want to talk about the hurricane, text line 23680. We'll uh, update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. When you look at the 5 a.m. advisory, we went over this in detail. Um, when we first came on the air, you see that a lot of the models are shifting to the east, that the turn northward occurs just before the storm center gets into the the southern tip of Florida, okay? Not all of them have it off the coast, but several of the models now do. If that trend were to continue, it would be a huge break for us and might even result in nothing more than a glancing blow in this great storm in Miami. Of course, a direct hit there, and this thing coming right up the peninsula, that is still very much on the table. And as a matter of fact, when you look at the official cone of uncertainty now, it has this storm as a Cat 3, Category 320 mile an hour sustained winds, centered over Lake Okeechobee, dead center in the southern part of the Florida peninsula, 2 o'clock Monday morning at which time we would be feeling in that scenario tropical force winds here, rain, etc., because the storm is so enormous. Sunday afternoon and evening looks like the, uh, the encounter with the Miami area and the Keys, Cat 4, 140 miles an hour, the projection then. Puerto Rico, we have so many of you with family there, so many of you are from there in central Florida. Um, this is going to be a brush with catastrophe San Juan, Puerto Rico on the North Shore is going to be very, very close to the eye of this Category 5 storm later on today, now packing sustained winds of 185 miles an hour. We're going to be talking with a resident of San Juan um, in our 7 o'clock hour. Don't miss that. Now, Florida has activated overnight its um, 
It's Emergency Information Line, the CERT line, if you will. S-E-R-T stands for State Emergency Response Team. Here is the number, all kinds of up-to-date information regarding Irma. Are you ready? It's toll-free, just like the roads, right? 1-800-342-3557. 1-800-342-3557. In a moment... I've got some um, news on how official Florida is preparing here. The National Guard being deployed, etc. There is more to it. I'll give you some sandbag locations. Now, far be it for me to tell you how to handle this storm, but even if I were not doing this job, which will keep me in front of this microphone with continuous coverage, if that's what it comes to with Irma, and we don't know that yet, I would ride this storm out at least through today without taking drastic action. That would be me in this scenario. I'd be in a wait and see. You know, so I'm not boarding up the whole place and doing all kinds of things. We have time. And the storm track is showing some, at least short-term, indications that it's changing in a perhaps favorable way for us. If that were me, if I were you... That's what I would do, but I am not advising you. I don't want that on my conscience if things don't work out. But um, I would bide my time on another day before getting too heavily into boarding up the place or evacuating the state, okay? That's just me. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Tell you what, let me pick up one of our faithful listeners on the road right now with something of note. Ben from Claremont, you're on with a bud man. Good morning to you. Hi, Bud. Uh, yesterday I went up to Fort White in North Florida. I was going to spend the night, but after I heard about the storm growing, I decided to come back. And about 4 or 5 o'clock yesterday, I was coming down 27th and yeah. Archer and Newberry and all the little towns. You could not get into a gas station anywhere. Really? Long lines? Oh, I mean, uh, you couldn't even get in the parking lot. The cars were just packed in there left and right well i didn't need gas myself i'd already taken care of it but i didn't know what was going on so i stopped and i said what's going on here and they told me everybody's getting ready for the hurricane wow everybody's topping off it's interesting you know we have so such a a, a huge population center here yesterday i had no trouble finding a gas station without lines i don't know whether that's changed this morning or whether that's going to change further that's very very interesting thank you for that ben Yaffe, um, I noticed I noticed lines at some gas stations. Well, yesterday. like Costco and Sam's, right, where everybody gets a real great. No, price. I noticed it at some regular gas really? stations. Yeah, I mean it wasn't like crazy, but it was definitely busy, and you had to wait a few minutes. What are you getting on the text Stop. line? Uh, one person says uh, this: "says I believe the media reacted too early for this storm. We're almost five days out, and now the track shows it obviously looking like it's going to the Atlantic." Well, I don't know that the track looks like that, but there is a shift to the right, which we were noting earlier. I I would not exactly buy into that yet. Yeah, I I wouldn't either. We we still need to be prepared. And like you said, uh, the Carolinas need to be prepared now. And Georgia. Absolutely right. Yeah. Because if it does do that, they could really get slammed because this thing would then still have a lot of juice not having come in, you know, uh, and and been weakened by a passage over the landmass of Florida. We're staying all over the story here. I know that um, 
Uh, Governor Rick Scott has activated all 7,000 National Guard members are going to be reporting for duty to, on Friday morning. Uh, additional Guard members activated uh, later on this week. He's got more than a dozen helicopters, more than 1,000 tactical high-wheeled trucks that can go through water uh, on standby. And um, they're bringing in assets from the North Carolina National Guard, although Carolina may hang on to them depending on the storm, and a uh, lot of other states as well. So uh, there's much more to share with you. Don't push the panic button yet. Uh, but Irma is just a monster storm in the Caribbean, and uh, and we continue to be very wary of it. Good morning, Orlando. At dawn's first light on a Wednesday morning, we greet you with a 7 o'clock look at Orlando's news, weather and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, Hurricane Irma remains a dangerous threat to Florida and both Miami and the Keys prepare. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. Right now, Irma's a cat five headed for Puerto Rico. We'll go live and talk with a resident in San Juan next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Wednesday morning at 7.03 on News Radio 102.5. Hurricane Irma continues to be a huge and dangerous Category 5 storm that could slam into Florida. The National Hurricane Center says Irma is still packing maximum sustained winds of 185 miles an hour with higher gusts after passing over the Caribbean island of Barbuda early this morning. Forecasters say chances are growing that the storm will hit some part of Florida later this week, waiting for another Hurricane Center update that will happen at 8 o'clock this morning. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. And Deb will then be bringing on Iraqi weather meteorologist Steve Travis. He was with us at 6. He did a great job. He'll be with us at 8 to analyze the latest advisory. That's coming up at 8.12 this morning on Good Morning Orlando. Well, Florida is busy preparing for Hurricane Irma. Mandatory evacuations for tourists in the Florida Keys begin at sunrise this morning. And now Miami-Dade County officials have also announced that their own evacuations will begin today as well. The first major evacuation in Miami-Dade in 12 years. Miami Mayor Thomas Pedro Regalado spoke to residents and asked them to heed the advice of local officials. This is a, a powerful storm which poses a serious threat to our area, and uh, we will be taking some extraordinary actions to assure that the residents of Miami-Dade County are safe. Florida could see storm force winds as early as Friday. Of course, in South Florida, Broward and Palm Beach County officials will decide later today on which shelters will be open both counties say they want uh, to have that decided on earlier than they did during Hurricane Matthew with something else that we saw at Bethune-Cookman um, ordering that surprise and mandatory evacuation for students yesterday saying they have to all be off campus by today. Really? And they say part of that was because they had waited a little too long during Hurricane Matthew that they tried to learn the lessons of the past and apply it differently this time. And isn't it interesting that the contrast, the mayor of Houston did not order the evacuation of course, they didn't have the the wind dimension to this. This was all this colossal flooding, you and, know. But but in Miami, they're saying, "Folks, we want you out," and which is it's a lot of people to move. Yeah, get out. And I I, I remember seeing the uh, mayor of Houston, and uh, I was surprised. I had forgotten the number of people that had died trying to, to trying to evacuate Houston. That the was last during Rita, right? More there than a hundred like, people died just leaving town. Exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. So it's a real toss-up when you're talking four yeah. or five million people. That was a tough call. He made the right call in Houston, but the circumstances are somewhat yeah. different in Miami, and we'll see how it plays. Yes, and not only in Miami, but also in the Keys, where as Irma, as Irma marches west, the Florida Keys are now under evacuation orders in anticipation of an encounter with that monster storm. Cammie Clark with Monroe County Government says they will not be opening any shelters in the Keys, though. It would be just too risky with Hurricane Irma. Anytime there's a Category 3 hurricane or higher, we do not open local shelters. Um, they are just not made to withstand not only the wind, but the storm surge. Um, we're, as you probably know, we're a low-lying island chain. I mean, we, we say 10 feet here is like a mountain. I mean, we're just, uh, we're very close to sea level, so it would just be too dangerous to open up local shelters here in the Keys. Officials told all tourists to start leaving the state's southernmost island chain this morning. Residents are asked to begin packing up and heading for the mainland beginning at, beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern. A hurricane day for state employees in Florida. The governor has ordered state offices in all 67 counties to close Friday so workers can prepare for storm and keep their families safe. He's also asking state employees to pitch in by volunteering for the Red Cross Emergency Shelter Program. And finally, Floridians, as you probably know, are shopping with a vengeance now that Hurricane Irma is looming in the distance. In fact, the frenzy at stores throughout Florida has been referred to as Black Friday on steroids. Mm. Bottled water and batteries are especially popular items, along with any kind of food that doesn't require refrigeration or cooking. Lines are getting longer at gas stations, so fill up when you can. And it also never hurts to get some cash. It's very important to keep in mind that ATMs and your debit and credit cards will not work if the power is knocked out. Absolutely. Great reminder. You can get uh, WFLA News Time at 7.08. You can get the latest on Irma with our Operation Stormwatch page. We've got all that advice and more for you at 1025WFLA.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Thanks, Deb. We want to be all over this colossal storm, Irma, no matter where it is. And later on today, it will brush very, very close to the Caribbean island of Puerto Rico, where they have millions of American citizens, and many of you are from there, still have family there. We're going to talk live with a resident of San Juan, Puerto Rico, Emmy Carrasquillo, live on the 50,000-watt front porch as Irma closes in. That's next here Along with an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Joining us now live from the city of San Juan, Puerto Rico, where she resides, is Emmy Carrasquillo. She's the sister of one of our great team members here, one of my favorite people, Sandra Carrasquillo, who does the news in Spanish for the Florida News Network. Emmy, welcome to Good Morning Orlando. Thank you for coming on from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Good morning to everybody. First of all, how about a weather report? What's it look like out the window at this hour there? It is very overcasted right now. You can barely see any blue in the sky. And it's drizzling, uh, but nothing substantial at this moment. Um, It's a little windy than normal, and you can barely see any birds outside um, the window. You kind of have a feeling that something's about to happen. Of course, Puerto Rico's had uh, encounters with hurricanes before, but Irma Irma is maybe the strongest storm Puerto Rico's ever had to face. Would I be right on that score? Absolutely. 
What are they saying? What What is the mood in Puerto Rico? What kind of preparations are going on? How are you feeling? How is Puerto Rico handling this? Well, Puerto Rico, it's ready for this. I think uh, the authorities here did a great job. They started early throughout the weekend, being that it was a long weekend. A lot of people were away, um, and they were traveling. They were out, out in their boats, in the BBIs. So they started really early just alarming people and letting them know what was going on. And I guess that the last 48 hours, you know, uh, we're humans, so everybody went out to the store and they wanted to buy water and they wanted to get power generators. You can barely get your hands into any of those items um, 12 hours ago. So a lot of the stores are already closed. Uh, people are scared. Uh, my generation, we lived through... Um, Hugo, I think we were like 12 years old. So it's not the first time that we're going to experience a big hurricane. Um, back in 89, uh, the infrastructure and a lot of the folks here on the island had never experienced a big hurricane like Hugo was. So I guess that the anticipation to the storm and at least knowing, you know, how this works out, it's settling to a, a couple of us, but it doesn't. Nevertheless, it's alarming and we're scared to death and everybody wants to be safe. And a lot of the uh, government agencies have been on the social media. They've been on the TV. Social media has taken a big um, position this time around because everyone has a portable phone and they can actually right. reach to any um, source, a new source. But of course, it's also opened the door to other people that um, are doing no good and they're giving uh, incorrect information. So you need just to follow the federal authorities or the legit um, news uh, stations that actually are keeping us updated on what's going right. on. People going on Facebook Live uh, out the window. Sure. It's not. Emmy, the, Emmy, the Emmy excuse me, news. excuse me for interrupting, but we don't have a whole lot of time here. What are the local forecasters saying you should expect in San Juan, Puerto Rico, when the storm passes by? Well, apparently, right now, um, uh, some of the winds shifted. So I guess that in uh, starting like around four o'clock to eight o'clock, more or less, is going to be the peak time for us here in San Juan. And we're going to see winds up to 90 to 100 miles per hour in the metro area. So that's what they're saying right now. Our governor is on TV right now giving the latest report. Um, so, yeah, that's what's going on over here. <laughs> so have you boarded up? Are you all ready for the storm? We're ready. Storm shutters are up. Water reservoirs are ready. And we're just keeping a little window um, to peek out until it's time to close it all up. Listen, I think you're going to make it just fine. You're fortunate to be on the relatively weak side of the storm as the eye goes out to sea to the north of Puerto Rico, unless there is a nasty surprise there. That's the way it will go. Would you be kind enough, Emmy, uh, to come back on with us at the same time tomorrow morning and, uh, and, and share with us the experience you've had with Hurricane Irma? Absolutely. Weather permitted, if uh, we have a phone connection, we will be calling. We will be praying for you and everybody on the island of Puerto Rico. Emmy Carrasquillo from San Juan, thank you for joining us this morning. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you. All right, there thank she goes. Too. Terrific. And her, and her sister Sandra is just kind of hanging out in the control room right now. And the sister did a good job, didn't she?
Yeah, got a thumbs up. Terrific job. Thanks for setting it up, Sandra. And um, we continue here with more of Hurricane Irma coverage, 407-916-5400, text line 23680. I have some things you need to know that I have not had the time to share with you yet here in terms of Central Florida preparing for Irma. Um, so we continue. We'll have that along with an update on Orlando's news, water, and traffic here in just two minutes. Thanks to Amy Carrasquillo. Says we're scared to death down here in Puerto Rico, but they've got the the place all ready to go and secure, and um, she's going to be with us tomorrow morning at 710 with an update on what it was like to experience some of the serious effects of Hurricane Irma. At 8 o'clock here, just after the news with Deb, we're going to have one of our AccuWeather meteorologists, Steve Travis, who was on at uh, just after 6 here this morning, did a terrific job, and he'll be analyzing what then will be the fresh 8 a.m. advisory on Irma. So you don't want to miss that. It is coming up ahead. Um, official Florida, Governor Rick Scott's gotten way out in front on things, and I, and I think it's the way to go. I really do. I know some of you think, well, you know, you're getting everybody panicked. I'm not trying to do that. I told you that based on what I saw on the charts this morning, if I were you, I don't have the option to leave town, all right? I'll be right here, and that's where I want to be, and it's where I need to be uh, professionally. No question about it. Um, but I, I, I would not evacuate the state based on this. And I, you know, I wouldn't go out probably today and get all the sandbags. I might wait another day. Keep in mind it's late Sunday, Monday before it is an issue here. And we just don't know what the possibilities are. Now, I don't know. I mean, are, are, you, are, you, are you standing in line trying to get gas here this morning? What's it like out there? Are you seeing any of this kind of stuff going on? I, I just wonder. You know, we're not getting too many complaints on the line here. And do you think the media coverage has been overdone, underplayed, whatever? Um, how do you feel about this storm? We've never quite seen anything like it in this part of the world in terms of how strong Irma is. Can I tell you, bud, you know, despite the regular media coverage, social media has been crazy with all of this stuff. And even all like the weather forecasters have been putting up Facebook live videos constantly. And, you know, all our local weather forecasters have been doing that. Good thing, bad thing. What do you think? I'm not sure because I feel like if you're watching that all day, you're going to be like really freaked out if you're constantly looking at your Facebook feed and it's just constant (laughs) negativity about it. My own family are not behaving like the same people. They're coming unglued for crying out loud. And I I think a lot of that's social media. I really do because it's just constant all day in your social media feeds. And eventually that stuff's got to, you know, got to grind on you. Wow. Wow. Florida National Guard coordinating with the National Guard Bureau to identify approximately 30,000 troops, 4,000 trucks, 100 helicopters, and aero evacuation crews standing by for Hurricane Irma support. They're going to draw them in from all over the country. Governor Scott activates all 7,000 members of the Florida National Guard on Friday morning. Um, All the state offices and all the counties close this Friday in advance of Irma. We've got some other cancellations and schedule changes. So far, not aware of any school closings announced for later in the week in Central Florida. Lots of that going on in South Florida, understandably, and evacuations in the Keys. And coming up today, apparently in the city of Miami, Deborah Roberts is updating all of that here in just a moment. So stay tuned on that score. 
Download the iHeartRadio app. It's absolutely free. A great way to stay totally connected to our Hurricane Irma coverage here and to tap into the world's biggest radio company. That's us, iHeartRadio. We're one of more than 800 stations with every talk and, re- and music format on the planet. Download our free iHeartRadio app today. Deb updating our news at the bottom of the hour. More on Hurricane Irma and how dangerous it is and what the prospects are for it to encounter us in the Sunshine State. And a British man launches a crowdfunding campaign for a window broken during a bad Twitter date? Oh, what in the world is she talking about? Those nasty Brits. Coming up in a moment. Good morning, Orlando at 6.30. From News Radio 1025 WFLA, this is Operation Stormwatch. And this is not going to be a very good day when the Bud Man blows a time check. What did I say? It was 6.30. It's now 7.34. By the way, Deb, there is rain on the radar scope coming in from the Gulf of Mexico, but that is not at all related to Irma. I don't want anybody to think that when it starts raining, perhaps, where you are today, nothing to do with Irma, unrelated. But that storm is a monster. Yes, and she continues a potentially catastrophic march through the Caribbean after making landfall on the island of Barbuda early this morning. There's no word yet on the extent of the damage from the most powerful Atlantic hurricane in recorded history. Irma could approach Florida by the weekend. A state of emergency has already been declared here, and mandatory evacuations are beginning this morning in the Florida Keys. For us here in Central Florida, we could be feeling the effects of Irma uh, Sunday into Monday, very, very early Monday morning. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. All right, how about a little bit of fun? Yeah, we need that. Yes, we could. Well, a British man is asking for cash to fix his bathroom window that was broken during a Tinder date gone bad. A what date? Tinder. Tinder is the app where you swipe left if you like them and swipe right if you don't. Uh. I guess. Is that how it works? I don't know which way you're supposed to swipe. Other way, guys. Other way. Left if you don't. Right if you do. Okay. Well, Liam Smith has a GoFundMe page going for the funds, and there he recounts the tragic events that led to his busted window. Mm. He says his date tried to throw some trash out the window, but because of a design quirk in his home, the mess fell into a gap between his home and another window that doesn't open. Okay. I don't know if they, I mean, I've been to England several times. I've, I've seen garbage cans there before. The woman <laughs> tried to reach into the gap, but ended up getting stuck. Fire crews had to be called in to rescue her, but not without completely ruining Liam's window. <laughs> now he wants the public to pay for it. Why, yeah, why, why do they have to pay? Why does the public have to pay for it? I don't it? know. Well, I'm not paying for it. I've got to tell you that right now. Somebody else is going to be shelling out for this one. I'm not doing it. Well, here's an idea if you're thinking of donating. A Massachusetts library recently experienced a surge in people trying to pay late book fees with Chuck E. Cheese tokens. Ooh. According to the Associated Press, Peabody Institute Library reminded book borrowers via Facebook that the, uh, hey, by the way, Tokens are not legal tender I was thinking, <laughs> no? and cannot be accepted. Sue Cantos, the library's bookkeeper, said she counted three tokens in just one day before realizing they weren't even real money. <laughs> she took her three days? Three days. Really? Yeah, I'm not sure what the exchange rate is between, yeah. <laughs> you know, quarters and tokens. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from an afternoon of misery with some overhyped kids. <laughs> yes. It's a little concerning that it takes, what, the librarian three days to connect <laughs> with the idea that this is phony money? Well, they're both round. 
you know, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about not paying attention at work. Yeah. Finally, Burger King is offering free Whoppers to people who have been fired from their jobs under one condition. What's that? They have to post a message on LinkedIn as an acknowledgement of their firing. Business Insider reports the fast food giant will send a Burger King gift card in exchange for a public message that reads, quote, I got fired. I want a free Whopper. Hashtag Whopper severance. I'll be done. Whopper severance. Whopper severance. <laughs> the planned, uh, the chain, rather, plans to give away 2,500 free burgers. Uh, the uh, Burger King said in a statement, for over 63 years, Burger King restaurants have used fire to flame grill. While getting fired sucks, oh. for Burger King restaurants, fire grilling is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a question. What's to keep somebody, you know, from lying? To tell a Whopper to get a Whopper. Hey. You know, I'm just saying. Ooh. Don't you think? I think They the probably man. don't want that on their resume. Because LinkedIn is that uh, is, is the professional. Yeah, social media. I guess you could always change site. it later, though. Yeah, exactly. Or you could just say, you know, that uh, it was an ad campaign you were working on. I think a Whopper for a Whopper is going to be Burger King's next promotion, Mr. Well, Bud. I'm just trying to help Or you him could out, just pay all. the $2 and get it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I think more people would rather post it on social media and get a free <laughs> yes. gift card. All right. There you go. A little bit of comic relief. And I think we need that. We got, you know, we've been through Harvey. We got everything going on in Washington. And now we've got Irma here. So it's always great when the Deb Meister comes back with her unique brand of uh, offbeat news. And I have no idea where you find this stuff, but keep on looking, will you? <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right, partner. See you in a bit. Deborah Roberts with news top and bottom of the hour whenever it breaks here. Um, back on the Irma beat here in just a moment. And an update on the 8 o'clock advisory coming with our AccuWeather Meteorologist live just after Deb brings us the 8 o'clock news. You definitely want to stay with us for 8 o'clock advisory. We'll update Irma and we'll have our AccuWeather Meteorologist Steve Travis back with us live in the AccuWeather Center analyzing the new data. That will come up at about 8.12. So uh, that's coming up in a little less than half an hour. We can tell you that uh, Governor Scott has directed the closing of all 67 Florida County offices um, in preparation for Hurricane Irma. That will be on Friday, closing state offices. And Bethune-Cookman has um, canceled classes for the rest of the week. Rollins has canceled classes for this Friday. Barry University shutting down operations uh, at 4 o'clock this afternoon, remaining closed Thursday and Friday, and until further notice. Um, looking ahead to next week. Now, next Monday is September 11th, and in Apopka, Reportedly, they've already canceled city activity associated with observances of the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks. They've canceled that in Apopka already. In terms of sports, the UCF football game scheduled for um, Orlando against the University of Memphis has been moved up. It was slated for Saturday. The UCF game will be played at 6.30 Friday evening at Spectrum Stadium on campus. Public school districts in Orange, Seminole, and Volusia counties, several other private schools have made uh, a call to shift all Friday athletic events to Thursday this week, but still no report of school closings announced in Central Florida. Lots of them in South Florida, understandably, but not yet here in Central Florida. Um, sandbags available to you starting today in the city of Orlando, actually for tomorrow, City of Orlando, Thursday and Friday at 1010 Woods Avenue. 
in Apopka. They're starting sandbag availability today at um, at Edwards Field, 11 Forest Avenue. Winter Gardens sandbags offered at um, uh, 880 West Bay Street. And, and there's limits, you know, 10, 12, 15 bags. you got to have um, an identification that shows you're actually a resident of that town. And uh, Seminole County sandbags today up to 15 bags. At 3450 East Lake Mary Boulevard, Longwood sandbags available today, 907 East State Road 434. Uh, More on sandbag availability along the way. And again, remember, it is only Wednesday. We have the luxury of time, and a lot can change. We're not going to be dealing with any weather from this system, Irma, if we ever do until sometime Sunday or Monday morning, according to the very latest forecasts, okay? So you have time, and uh, use it wisely, as I know you will. At the Rush Morning Update coming along directly here. Good morning, Orlando. We're glad you're with us here at the top of the 8 o'clock hour on a Wednesday morning as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right now on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning Hurricane Irma remains a dangerous threat to the Sunshine State, and blood donors are needed ahead of the storm. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. The 8 o'clock advisory on Irma is coming in. Analysis as I talk live with an AccuWeather meteorologist in just 10 minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. And good Wednesday morning. It's 8.03 on News Radio 102.5. Hurricane Irma continues on a potentially catastrophic march west through the Caribbean after rolling over the island of Barbuda early this morning. There's no word yet on the extent of the damage caused by there by the most powerful Atlantic hurricane once again in recorded history. Irma is still a Category 5 storm with maximum winds around 185 miles per hour. That is according to the 8 o'clock uh, advisory. Dr. Ed Rappaport, the acting director of the National Hurricane Center in Miami, discusses what he's most concerned about. The concern is, again, mostly for storm surge, which historically takes most of the lives in hurricanes, and then also for the wind because it's so strong in this particular storm. Irma now barrels toward Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, Haiti, and Cuba before potentially approaching Florida by the weekend. Folks in the Sunshine State trying to get ahead of Irma are seeing long lines at gas stations, and some have reportedly already run out of gas. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. In the meantime, as if Irma wasn't enough to worry about, the National Hurricane Center says a second storm is brewing behind Irma. Forecasters say Irma is being followed by a second storm, Tropical Storm Jose. The National Hurricane Center says that Jose could become a Category 2 hurricane as it approaches the Caribbean islands at the end of the week. The center said residents in the Caribbean should monitor the track of Jose. Dealing with Hurricane Irma will be challenging enough, but one factor could make it even more challenging in Brevard County, something uh, we were discussing in the newsroom yesterday. Turns out it is a real concern. County Commissioner Chairman Kurt Smith says the Emergency Operations Center in Rockledge is, quote, woefully inadequate. Emergency Management Director Kimberly Prosser tells Florida Today that the center is old and small, has limited computer and Internet capacity. The county commission just two weeks ago chose a five-acre site near the current center as the future home of a new EOC. 
but federal and state funding are still needed for construction. This is also the busiest emergency management operations center in the state of Florida because they deal with all of the launches on the Space Coast, and it's also a little bit underground because of this, the launches. It's hard to understand why this would not be up to standards, particularly with the recent threat from Hurricane Matthew that was terrorizing Brevard County. It was, and I saw lots of local press who were sleeping in the EOC, along with Brevard County officials. Place was packed like like sardines. Yeah, it's incredible that 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 you would think that would be one of the best. Exactly, based on the reality of where they're located and the fact that they're the busiest EOC in the entire state. Yeah, and if they're talking storm surge with a building that's underwater, and those are your emergency management officials, not good. Not good at all. Yep. One Blood, the blood bank that serves Florida and much of the southeast, is asking you to add one more item to your pre-hurricane checklist if you can, and that's donate blood. I understand that everybody has their hurricane preparation list, and we ask that you add blood donation onto that list so that uh, if you have a few moments, 45 minutes or so, at a big red bus, or a center, uh, we would love to see you come by. One Blood's Pat Michaels says they're especially in need of O negative and O positive blood types. Those are considered universal donors, but they also need plasma and platelets. About two dozen people are back from Houston, and their timing couldn't be better. Members of the Florida Search and Rescue Task Force 4 had a welcome home ceremony yesterday in Orlando, just days before Hurricane Irma might hit the area. The team spent 10 days in Texas helping hundreds of victims of Hurricane Harvey. Still, if Irma hits, Task Force leader Garrett Wickenowski tells the Orlando Sentinel they'll be ready for one more time. And finally, Julia Roberts, George Clooney, and Oprah Winfrey are among the big stars taking part in a telethon for Hurricane Harvey victims next week. CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox, and CMT will air hand-in-hand a benefit for Hurricane Harvey on September 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern. A press release says the program will bring the country together to raise funds, spirits, and help rebuild Texas in the wake of this unprecedented devastation. Proceeds from the telethon will be distributed to a number of organizations Needless to say, I'm hoping it's just going to have to be for Hurricane Harvey. Yeah, hoping and praying we don't need a telethon post-Irma. Absolutely. Can you, when you consider 20 trillion gallons of water was dumped on southeast Texas because of Harvey, I just don't even want to think about Unimaginable. Yeah, having to add our name to that list. Right now, WFLA News Time, it's 8.08, and you can get the latest on Hurricane Irma with our Operation Stormwatch page at 1025wfla.com has all the pertinent information. They've got utility phone numbers, emergency management numbers, and what to do after a disaster, like what precautions should you take before returning home, emergency response action steps, coping with a disaster, all of that information you'll find at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 1025 WFLA, this is Operation Stormwatch. Thank you, Deb. And the 8 o'clock advisory on Irma is just in and being analyzed by Iraqi weather meteorologist Steve Travis. He is next with me live on the 50,000-watt front porch. Everything you need to know about Irma up to the very minute. Stay tuned. We'll get right to it. And, of course, we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, as always, in just two minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. From News Radio 1025 WFLA, this is Operation Stormwatch. We're committed to comprehensive coverage of all tropical storms that have the possibility of influencing us here in Central Florida. 
Right now, we have a wary eye on this colossal storm, Irma, down in the Caribbean. Let's bring back AccuWeather meteorologist Steve Travis, who was on with us at 6 o'clock and is back with his analysis of the 8 o'clock advisory that is just in. Thank you, as always, for joining us on Good Morning Orlando, Steve. Oh, well, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Tell you what, the first thing I want to do, we already have been reporting that it's still just a Cat 5 monster down in mm-hmm. the Caribbean. Let's get to that in a moment. We have so many people here who are wondering what kind of a factor this is going to be in Florida. I'm looking at some of these models that seem to be coalescing around something that um, could be hopeful for us, an eastward movement of the track of this storm. How do you see it? What is the latest analysis? Well, yeah, a lot of the models this morning, the model runs this morning, have brought brought the storm a little farther east than they did yesterday, Uh, looking more closely like a Miami type of landfall or a eastern Florida uh, landfall. A few models, uh, you know, I would say the ones that we have to hope actually verify are actually east of Florida altogether and uh, take Irma more into the Carolinas. I think that, you know, really at this point, anywhere from the Keys to Miami to the east coast of Florida are, you know, still a possibility. And there's a slight chance that it stays east of Florida altogether. But I, I still think that a Florida landfall is the most likely outcome with Irma. And when would that be and how strong would it be? Well, it would probably be a Category 3 or Category 4 hurricane uh, at landfall. It it should weaken from a Cat 5 as it moves around the Caribbean and uh, through the Bahamas. And as far as what we're looking time-wise of landfall, it would be late this weekend or early next week. So it would be either uh, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, or early Monday morning. Earlier this morning, um, the cone of uncertainty put the heart of this storm, Irma, as a Category 3 at 2 o'clock on Monday morning with 120-mile-an-hour sustained winds over Lake Okeechobee, putting us into the storm activity, tropical storm force winds here, and rain as well in central Florida. Do you hold to that now, or are you optimistic we may do better than that? Well, I'm optimistic that it may shift a little farther east of that. I would say that, you know, the storm sitting over Lake Okeechobee or even just to the west of that would be the worst-case scenario uh, for central Florida, as we would see winds, uh, certainly tropical storm force, if not hurricane force. I still think that at this point, you know, we have to plan as if that is, you know, a possibility because it still is. However, with the you know more recent computer models coming in this morning, a slightly farther east shift, uh, you know, I think that we will start to see forecasts moving a little bit more in that direction. Uh, at this point, though, I mean, we're toward the end of the uh, of the forecast track and where the window of uncertainty is the widest, and that's why I still think we need to account, you know, for. Any scenario, as far as Irma going up the west coast of Florida, the east coast of Florida, or right into the middle. If it is this worst-case scenario, I think that we would really feel the effects later Sunday, Sunday night, Mm -hmm. certainly Monday here across central Florida. But on the best-case scenario, we could get very little impact from this storm if it were to continue to shift eastward? Best case for us would be, yeah, if it goes, you know, pretty much through the Bahamas and staying east of Florida— And uh, then in that case, it would be much more of a concern of landfall in the Carolinas. Very, very interesting. How about an update right now on the situation in the Caribbean with this storm before we go? Yeah, right now, I've just had a new advisory come in. Not a whole lot has changed with it. Sustained winds 185 miles per hour moving northwest-northwest at uh, 16 miles per hour. Right now, Irma, right over uh, St. Martin and Anguilla moving through there. 
Uh, it's about to move away from those islands and toward the British Virgin Islands up next for a direct landfall. It's going to pass just north of uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, San Juan's certainly going to feel some effects from the storm and then, uh, you know, gradually going to move towards the southern Bahamas as we get into uh, tomorrow. Well, thank you. I really appreciate your analysis. You're terrific, Steve, and your team at AccuWeather, absolutely the best, and we're just proud to... Uh, you know, to have you as part of our team here on WFLA and Good Morning Orlando. Thanks for at least a ray of hope mm-hmm. for Central Florida. We'll continue to follow the progress of this storm, and we'll have you folks back with us on tomorrow's show as yep. well. Thank you, Steve. Sounds good. Stay safe. Good deal. There you go. I got to tell you, you know, I know, I know we're kind of, you know, we're, 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 <laughs> we're just hanging on every word, right, you know, and clinging to hope here. But that is, Yaffe, you look at all of these charts here uh, and all the models and everything, you have to feel at least a little more hopeful than maybe you did when you got up this morning. But I feel like I've been watching a suspense movie for like the past day Oh yeah, on some of this stuff. It is. I mean, you look at those models and it's still so close and you're just like, oh yeah. my gosh, what's going to happen? Yeah, well, that, that's the way it goes. But aren't we blessed to have that technology, you know, for yeah, all no. human history until very recently, people were completely blindsided. By hurricanes. Right. And untold numbers died. And we don't have that to deal with. We're never surprised by a hurricane. We're sometimes surprised by how it jigs and jogs here and there, but we're never surprised by its presence. Let's get on out to the coast in beautiful Brevard County. Here's Mike in Melbourne. On with a Bud Man. Good morning to you, Mike. Good morning, Bud. I appreciate all your hard work, and I just have to say you are a pro's pro. Well, thank you. My goodness, I appreciate that. I'm an old weatherman. That was my first regular gig up in Syracuse, New York, many, many years ago, and I love the weather, and I've always been into the weather, and uh, I guess I kind of blend that, you know, with, uh, with, the, with the news talk job that I have here. Thank you. You're welcome. My idea is if this just jogs a little bit to the east and it comes up the coast, the east coast, that is the absolute worst case scenario for Florida. I'm not. I'm not saying off the East Coast. I'm saying up the East Coast, because that's the most heavily populated part of the state. Yeah. And if it goes up the middle, I know Okeechobee and all those areas it's agricultural, and it would lose most of its strength there. So I, you know, like you, I'm praying it goes way east. But if it just if it skirts the East Coast, those are heavily populated areas. Well, and that was the ultimate nightmare of Hurricane Matthew last October. Remember, until the very last minute, it shifted just a little and weakened a little, and the eye stayed 30, 40 miles off the beaches. It would have been a catastrophe otherwise, and I understand exactly what you're talking about here. And I have to tell you, if everything held the way the 8 o'clock advisory is and what the models are interpreting this storm intends to do, this would spare Florida that nightmare, but it would be a nightmare in the offing, particularly for South Carolina, the way the charts look here. They could really take a wicked hit from this storm. Well, keep up the great work, bud. Thank you. We're all over it for you, and I do appreciate your support so much. Um, Thank you for the call from Melbourne. We had a texter who was questioning um, the, the historic nature of Irma. Well, yes, we're getting a lot of reports, you know, a lot of reports out there saying that Irma is the strongest ever in the Atlantic. And someone's texting and saying, no, that's actually Hurricane Allen, which hit in 1980, went up to 190 miles per hour. Well, according to the Miami Herald, the difference is 
that Irma would be the strongest outside of the Gulf of Mexico and the Caribbean. Right, and the borderline is the uh, the, the Lesser Antilles, that island right. chain. Barbuda's part of that, and, and it rolled over there. So if you're east of that, you're out in the Atlantic. Oh, the waters yeah. aren't as warm. So this would be the strongest in that regard. Yes, absolutely true. But Allen still holds the record um, for uh, being the, a little stronger. But that's in the yeah. warmer waters of the Caribbean and the Gulf, okay? Right. And and there you go. So there you go. We're not going to get them all right, but I think we're on the money with that one. Well, in advance of Irma, President Trump has made an important move. Deb, let's start there in our coverage of this great storm. You're right, but President Trump is approving a hurricane emergency declaration for the state of Florida. Now, that emergency declaration will provide federal resources and assistance to prepare for Hurricane Irma. Trump tweeted this morning, quote, Watching Hurricane closely, my team, which has done and is doing such a good job in Texas, is already in Florida, end quote. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. I think we've covered this before. You are not a big fan of creepy clowns. Creepy clowns? Creepy clowns. Not really. And when, when my kids were little, I used to freak out. There was this restaurant we used to go to that had clowns. And the kids panicked every time they saw them. <laughs> yeah, no. Creepy clowns I don't like. Well, one Pennsylvania police department is so spooked at a prank that appears to be a nod to the remake of the horror flick It. Oh, this is the Stephen King novel yes. put on film, right? Everybody's yes, talking about it. Everybody is. Now, the police department in uh, Lidditzboro wrote on Facebook that some local prankster had tied red balloons to storm grates. Now, the Facebook post jokes that officers were completely terrified to remove the balloons and asked that the prankster not do it again. Now, the red balloons is because, I guess, in the movie... The clown that kidnaps, attacks children, and hides them, and then ties a red balloon. Listen, I have no idea what you say may be true. I will never see that movie. I will not I either. can't do horror flicks. Yeah. It also suggested that people who don't get the reference check out the frightening trailer to the new It film. Probably about all the film I would be able to take Mm-mm. would be the trailer. Back here in the Sunshine State, a Florida man is in trouble with the law for allegedly losing track of his young daughter while getting a little too involved in his fantasy football draft. Well, that's important stuff. you got to be ready for the season. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Deputies in Pasco <laughs> County say Jesus Martinez was so involved in his draft over the weekend that he didn't realize the two-year-old had left the house. Oh, come on, Dad. He was supposed it's... to be watching her, but she wandered outside wearing only a diaper. A neighbor found the girl and called the sheriff's office. She thankfully wasn't hurt, but Martinez was arrested on child neglect counts, and we still don't know how his draft turned out. Unbelievable. You need to cut this guy from the dad squad. I know, exactly. That's bad. That's bad. You, you out of the gene pool. <laughs> a California man is more than half a million dollars richer after finding scratch-off tickets he forgot in his car. Oh, man. <laughs> Harry Singh says he doesn't play the lottery often, but bought a few set for life tickets in July for a dollar each, put them in a center console, forgot about them. Several weeks later, he rediscovered the tickets, started scratching, and realized he won the grand prize of $600,000. Why does that only happen to other people? Though? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why is that? I don't know. All right. It's still, of course, summer here and will be till pretty much January. But a lobster in Maine is predicting six more weeks of summer. Wait a minute. They got a they got a lobster playing groundhog. Yes, they do. Cassie Pete 
is the lobster version of Puxatawney Phil, and he's fished out of a river in Belfast each year to see if summer is coming sooner or later. However, instead of looking for a shadow like Phil, Pete grabs a scroll with a seasonal prediction. Mm-hmm. This year, Pete reached for a missive with the message, Down in Belfast, the weather is holding fast, meaning summer is going to be hanging around for a while longer. So he reaches out with his claws and grabs a scroll, and that tells the story, the forecast. Exactly. That's pretty cool. I think that's cool. I think it's cool that they fish him out of the same river every year. I mean, you know, how do they know it's Pete? I don't know. Is he wearing a name tag? <laughs> Hello, my <laughs> name is Pete. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Deb. You're welcome, Deborah Budman. Roberts, news top bottom of the hour. Whenever the spirit moves her, and certainly whenever news breaks, my amazing co-host and partner here on the 50,000-watt front porch. I think we needed a few laughs right now. It's been a tough couple of weeks, and Irma's just got everybody spooked. I was just looking at uh, Fox 35 here. They got people out getting sandbags, et cetera, and a lot of areas do have them available and uh, where they traditionally are. Um, and I'm sure there's a sandbag location near you. I'm not saying don't get them, but I'm saying, you know, we got time. It's not going to be any kind of an activity from this, uh, any kind of storm activity from Irma here if we ever get it until maybe Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening into Monday. And the latest charts indicate there's some cause for optimism that we may get a break on this storm, but there is, of course, much more information that we need to come. Sound Judgment Game with a pre-Irma theme. What's the prize, Bryce? A one-night stay at the Red Roof Inn or Red Roof Inn Plus of your choice anywhere in the country. Call 1-800-RED-ROOF or go to redroof.com to book your stay. Okay, remember, contestants, you can't play according to company rules, not my rules. You can't play the game if you've won sound judgment within the last 30 days. Otherwise, stay right on the 50,000-watt front porch. Folks frustrated by a busy signal trying for this great prize, wait for somebody to get a wrong answer. We immediately open a line, and if you're quick, you can grab it and get on the 50,000-watt front porch by calling 407-916-5400. Well, here we go. The entire state of Florida, as we've been telling you, is under a state of emergency preparing for Hurricane Irma. I want you to listen to a little sound from the mayor of a Florida city, then use your sound judgment to name the city where he is mayor and give me his last name. I would rather inconvenience our residents in the, on this occasion than uh, suffer any loss, of, unnecessary loss of life if, in fact, we are hit by uh, hurricane Irma. It's still too early to tell if we're going to take a direct hit from the uh, from this hurricane, but there's a high probability that we will uh, feel the effects of this storm sometimes Saturday and Sunday. That's the voice of a Florida mayor. Two things you need to win. Name the city where he's mayor and give me his last name. Line three will give you the first shot. Go ahead, line three. Orlando Dyer. No, 407-916-5400, but thanks for trying. There's the open line. You can win. Line four, name the city, and give me the last name. I'm going to joke. I'm going to say Key West, but I have no clue what the guy's name is. Nope and nope. Let's go to the toll-free line. Open at 407-916-5400. Toll-free, you're up. Miami and Regalado. Hey, 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 we got a winner. Absolutely. Tomas Pedro Regalado. 
Jimenez is the mayor of Miami-Dade, kind of like Teresa Jacobs is mayor of Orange County, Buddy Dyer, mayor of the city of Orlando. It's kind of an equivalent situation, but that was the voice of Miami Mayor Tomas Pedro Regalato. You have won the hotel stay. Congratulations on being our sound judgment winner today. Woohoo! Might have to use that to evacuate. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you going to hang in here? Or are you thinking of leaving town or what? Uh, we're it's up in the air right now. We're getting ready. We're boarding up and stuff like that today. What's your first name? Kim. 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 Tim. T I M. K I M. K I M. Forgive me. And uh, where are you calling okay. in from? Where do you live? Ormond Beach. Oh, I can understand that. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Out on uh, out on the coast there. Um, did you do that Never for Matthew you. last year? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. How are you feeling about move. how are you feeling about this storm? Um, just trying to get ready for it, or just being opti- or cautiously optimistic that it'll turn, but you never know. No, you sure don't. Stay with us on WFLA. We'll give you the very latest we have all the way. Thanks for playing the game. You've got a hotel stay free on us for you and your family. I hope you don't need it in an evacuation scenario, my friend. I'm going to put you on hold, and Bryce will make the connection, and we'll make it all happen. Congratulations to you. We've got our sound judgment game winner. If you missed it, or if you want to hear it again, We've got the latest 8 a.m. advisory on Hurricane Irma. This thing is a nightmare in the Caribbean. They're calling it Ermageddon, and as well they should. However, there is some hopeful news in the latest models here in Florida for that storm at the end of the weekend, and I will share that with you in a moment. In a moment, we'll end on a hopeful note with the very latest um, charts and models that are coming out on Hurricane Irma vis-a-vis Central Florida. Uh, Yaffe, you've been checking out social media right now um, and uh, and the Cat 5 nightmare that people are living in the Eastern Caribbean and some of these islands where, you know, they just, people live in shanty houses. Uh, I, it just frightens me to think what they have been through. You're beginning to see some uh, of the first damage uh, pictures, right? Yeah, they're starting to show a video from St. Martin and other islands out there. And when you see a lot of flooding and a lot of wind damage already. Yeah, and absolutely. It's, it's going to be pretty bad, I think. And an incredible picture right through the eye of Irma, right? Yeah, the Hurricane Hunters put it on their Twitter page right uh, from under the eye. So you see the eye and then you see the moon. Full shining moon. full moon shining right in the middle of it you know because it's clear as day in the eye it's amazing so you see the yeah you see the eye wall and then you see the moon oh man i'll tell you what i mean the storm looks like a giant buzzsaw though it is yep. really really frightening the good news is in the eight o'clock advisory for the national hurricane center the models there are many many of them that's the strands of spaghetti that you see on the screen all the time seem to be coming into more of an agreement not all of them but a whole lot of them that the northward turn happens a little sooner than had been predicted and that this storm may, by and large, stay just off the eastern Florida coast. Might hit Miami, then go back out. Now, some of the models are still over central Florida for late Sunday and Monday, but more of them have agreed now, and this can change, but it's a favorable trend at least for now that this storm could be 
mostly out over the water, and that would be almost miraculous. And uh, suddenly now, of course, somebody's going to get it from this storm unless it goes completely out to sea. Um, it could be a problem for the Carolinas. It still could be for us, so stay with us as Operation Storm Watch continues. And uh, we're wall-to-wall when we need to be, uh, if conditions warrant. Yaffe, you'll be talking about Irma and giving updates tonight on your primetime show, right? Yeah, I got my show Beyond Reason Radio tonight, 8 to 10 p.m. We'll talk about that and whatever else is going on in the news. Right. Check out the website, 1025WFLA.com. Keyword, Budman, all kinds of stuff about today's show and about Irma. Operation Storm Watch continues here. Glenn Beck's on now and early in the first hour. Text the keyword. You can win a trip to the iHeartRadio Music Festival in Las Vegas. From all of us, thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.